As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm also a hot dog girl, I get it. You know, what do you have to say here? I have quit so many eating things so that I can continue to drink as much beer as I want to. (laughs) My man. I have quit cheese. And welcome to the latest episode of What Did I Miss? We have my colleague from The Athletic. I just, you're a baseball encyclopedia. It's Eno Saris, 1,000%. The background, it confirms it. It's just, you are a book amongst books, and I'm excited (laughs) about this. Also, we're having you on. It's obviously baseball season, but it's that kind of interesting part of the baseball season when the NFL draft just happened. We're right in the middle of NBA and NHL playoffs. So it's like people are, the casual fan is tuning in, but we're not quite fully in yet. So I feel like this is a good time to get some cliff notes of what's going on. But before we get to any of that, can you please tell me what in the hell I just watched? That video of the ump staring down Madison Bumgarner. What what am I missing? Because it felt very intimate. Tell me what I need to know. Yeah. So, you know, for years, uh, pitchers have been cheating with uh, <laughs> not just pine tar, but like uh, spider tack, like stuff that that, you know, like world's strongest men competitors use to hold the, the, the hold those stones to themselves. Like you're talking like you can if you put it on your fingers, the ball stays on your fingers. Like, you know, it's like glue. You know, Ew, so they've been they've been using that to up the the, the RPM, up the, the spin rate, make their pitches nastier. And uh, so they did an enforcement last year where they said, "Okay, now we're going to look in your uh, belt and we're going to look in your glove and we're going to we're going to try and stop this stuff. And spin rates did go down and it was effective. But then spin rates started to come back up because they were like, (laughs) well, you're just looking in my belt. I could put it somewhere else and, you know, I'd be fine. So the the reaction this year was like, "Okay, now we're going to touch your hands. And it is this kind of intimate moment where the umpire now has to kind of feel up the pitcher's hand and like, you know, look for some sticky stuff on it. But in the context of that game with Bumgarner, Bumgarner had been complaining about balls and strikes. And so the umpire was mad at him. And so if you see the video, he's checking him for sticky (laughs) stuff, but he's mean mugging him the whole time. He's not even looking at the hand. He's just staring at Bumgarner while he's touching his hand. And Bumgarner realizes it's been going on for a while and then looks up at the guy and realizes (laughs) that he's getting mean mugged. He's like, he said, I think he said after the game that he said, you know, why don't you go give the kids down in in the minor leagues, uh, uh, you know, a hand massage if you if you want to do that. 
Oh, that's that's <laughs> fairly mild, I think, for what I could have come up well, no, with. I mean, I'm sure there was a <laughs> couple more spicy words in there than that. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Because I, I look, I've I've had relationships, I've had fights, I've had things, moments with people that would involve rage and passion, and I have never stared another human being in the eyes that long in my entire life. Like, it was awkward. It was awkward. And he never looked up. Yeah, so I just, I I was obsessed with the video. It's it's the first time for me. I think when I heard Bumgarner after the game, he's like, that was a first. And I'm assuming he's talking about the stare down. The stare down is, it was epic. Like, it was Yeah, it really was. Did they ask the ump, by the way? Did he address it at all? You know, they're not required to be available to, to the media. Mm-hmm. So uh, we may, I doubt it. I doubt he gets a suspension. I mean, the, the umpires are supposed to kind of run things, quote unquote. So, <laughs> you know, this is just part of running things, I guess. But it's ump show, if you ask me. I was going to say so much for not being part of the story. Like you are, <laughs> you were the story on that particular day. But yeah, so about the balls and the offense, you just can't make everybody happy. So is it the ball? Are we talking about the ball again as far as why offense and everything is, is down? It is part of the story. And, you know, home runs are down back to where they were before the juice ball era, which is, oh. you know, the last you know five years or so, six years. And, and so the ball is part of that. They did. They deadened the ball last year. Now, this goes hand in hand, actually, with the sticky stuff enforcement. No they thought there's too many strikeouts in the game. We're going to deaden the ball. We're going to uh, we're because that, you know, hitters are going for the homer. And that's part of why they're striking out. So we're going to deaden the ball. Uh, we're going to I- enforce the sticky stuff. And they're doing things like pitch clocks in the minor leagues and all sorts of other things. And it's all to reduce the strikeout rate because we were getting really close to hitters striking out in a quarter of their at bats. Oh. So, yes, the dead ball is part of it, but it's it's not all of it. I mean, it's it's only a part of it because we were supposed to have this ball all year last year. And the only reason we didn't have it 100 percent is because covid you know, created a, a supply supply chain disaster like everything else. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, whether it's toilet paper or new balls, they had to kind of go back to their old stash. <laughs> like and they're like, OK, we can't. Well, so when you say dead in the ball, what do you mean? They actually changed the core inside the ball so it wasn't as bouncy. I mean, this is kind of crazy. It's like such a simple game, and yet this makes it all sound so very complicated. The well, that, the very I, I think it's actually good. I mean, you, you follow a lot of the sports. Like, like uh, in the other sports, don't you think they've been a little bit more aggressive with changing rules to make yes. the sport more enjoyable? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? Like... You know, the three-pointer, like the three-pointer, like there's nothing in baseball where they were like, oh, now if you hit the homer here, it's two points, you know, like (laughs) that'd be kind of cool. But like, you know, they, they, they have never done that. So, and and then like the forward, like the whole thing with uh, pass interference and all the different rule changes in football, I think they've made football and basketball more enjoyable. Um, There's some debate about that, but at least they've changed it. That's the knock on baseball, right? That it always sort of feels like they just take forever to do anything, to change, to progress, what have you. So, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I guess it's going to take a minute, which t- brings me to this. Humidors? Again, what? part of the part of the process to make everything consistent and controllable, and so, but then they made something that they didn't know was going to happen. Like, they, I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't know it's going to happen. What they did was they put humidors in every park. That means 20 new ballparks this year are storing the balls in a consistent, humid environment. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah, sounds Except – oh. In April, most of these places are dry. They're dry and cold. That's what most places are in April. Dry is good for the ball going far. Cold is bad for the ball going far. (laughs) So, you know, together, you know, it kind of works out. So April is not one of the big offensive months, but a few homers go and it's okay, right? 
Well, with the humidor, now the ball is wetter. So now you got a wet ball in a cold environment. So that's why, yes, it's partly ball, but if you look at the new humidors versus places that already had a humidor, they've lost maybe 10 feet of batted ball distance. Now, if you think about that, you, t- you hit a ball 310 feet, now you hit it 300. You hit a ball yeah. 320, now you hit 310. That's not a homer anymore. So wow. we've seen a lot of warning track flyouts. Now, the one thing that we have to figure out is in August, the same humidor might be drying the balls out because in August, usually the ball is wet. and Like St. Louis, is... which is a swampy exactly. jungle Atlanta, yeah. you know, these places. Wow. So, so the humidor might actually dry the ball out versus how it was before. And so we may have just really low Aprils and really high August. Like <laughs> we, we haven't figured that out yet because this is year one of this grand experiment. But uh, I, I generally like that they're trying. Like I, went, I took my, game, my kids to a high A game, uh, a minor league game uh, this weekend. And the game went two hours and 20 minutes. Lovely. Because of the pitch Lovely. clock. There yeah. was no, there was no sort of diddly daddling walking around. You know the the hitter doing the thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gotta check the gloves. <laughs> you know, like the pitcher like stomping around the mound, cussing. You know, like none of that. They had to get in the box. They had to get on the mound. It had they had twenty seconds. They had to go. And my kids were into it. It actually kept their attention better. better. And parents were into it because the game was over in two and a half hours. We go home. Yeah, I was like, it really worked out. So when do we I, get to I, have that? When's that I, become? It's a thing? on its way. It, yeah. I would say it's on its way. Uh, robot umps and pitch clocks are <laughs> moving through the minor leagues like a prospect. They're heading their way to the major leagues. The robot umps thing is that. Like, I'm a big fan of the movie Maximum Overdrive. But as being a big fan of that movie, it's also I'm very leery of the robots taking over and murdering <laughs> us all. So, <laughs> so like, or how do you feel about robot umps? It's just, by the way, saying it is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Do you <laughs> like it? Do you like Because I, I, the pitch clock for me be is a no It would if it was like an actual robot back there, like, strike two. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That's a whole new thing. But are you a fan of, like, that being one of the changes as we move forward? I'm I'm a fan. Like I said, I'm a fan of them like tweaking the the game and working on it. I think that having a, a robot strike zone. I, I I watch tennis, and in tennis, it's not a problem at all. You yeah. know, uh, and it's been fine. The one thing about baseball is that there's unintended consequences. So you may have people who develop these trick pitches. Sergio Romo throwing a slider that just tweaks the zone, beep, and then it then the catcher catches it two feet away. You know, a Rich oh. Hill curveball that just tips the zone, deek, and then hits the plate. Unhittable pitches that, you know, people can find a way to sort of ding the ding the robot. But uh, the nice thing about a robot strike zone is you can change it then. So if right. you do start to see these things happening, you can say, oh, no, we're going to shrink it a little bit. We're going to do this. We're going to move it here. We're going to do this. So you can be more precise. So I think that's a good thing in the end. There's still going to be the human uh, interaction. There's still going to be umpires making bad calls. There's still, you know, we can still argue about stuff in the next morning yes. on the on the radio. But uh uh, but the strike zone stuff, why not have some precision about it? Yeah, I still need stare downs. If I don't get stare downs, just count me out. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, this is one of those when back in my day, starting back in my day, starting pitchers would pitch the whole game. Don't oh, get me yeah. So we're are we done with that? I know I know that the the innings pitch for starters is lower, I guess. Like what is it? Like less than five? Yes. Is, is that is that now here to stay? Is that something that you see changing again? Or what's the deal? Well, we've had a, I don't know if you noticed, but we've had a weird few years. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in a room full of shoes. I like I, something. I, my whole life took a turn. I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, it's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, for like the last three years, uh, starting pitchers have averaged under five innings per start, which is which is remarkable. Also, because you have a nine inning game, so now all of a sudden, what we found is like the pitchers and the starting pitchers and relievers are pitching exactly half the game each, and that's really never happened before in the history of baseball. But you know, in the COVID shortened season, that was weird. The pitchers weren't ready. The, you know, that whole thing. They expanded <laughs> rosters to kind of help them. So you, maybe you put 2020 out. 2021, well, they weren't all built up because they, 2020 was so short. They didn't have, they weren't built up for a full season. So maybe that's why. Then this season, we had a short spring training because of the lockout. Right. So there have been excuses, but the trend is clear. And I think. I'm I'm not I'm not sure it's gonna go away next year. I, I think this is I think you know now pitchers are expected to go five. They even train to go five. They train to just throw as hard as they can for five innings and that's it. And then the and teams use Damn. the rest of their 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 staff to get through the next four innings. So, you know, that has a lot of it means a lot because, you know, now you have now you can have a pitcher who nobody knows whose name is. He just goes for four innings and he's fine. And he's basically a reliever, but you can go for four. Right. And you, he's not a marquee name. He's not going to be a name you put Drew Rasmussen. I love him. He's a guy on the Rays. He does good stuff. But like he's not you're not going to go to the game because Drew Rasmussen is pitching tonight, you know? Right. So you, that that marquee like Gibson versus you know whatever like or or Koufax versus or or even you know Kershaw versus Bumgarner you're like right. that's kind of going out the window. We saw Kershaw being removed from a a no hitter like a, a perfect game no less. So I think that's that that we lose that. So we have the Mets throw a combined no hitter. That's the future. We're gonna have uh, that, a- the Kershaw the Kershaw thing. I'm glad you brought up because I remember that night I was listening to one of sports talk radio somewhere and the number of callers that called in said uh, they would Justin Berlander would never let them pull him off that mound or like Max Scherzer and this and that. I mean, do they even have a say? I, I would have to think if Clayton Kershaw said, no, I absolutely need to finish this. He would not be taken off. Or is that just now we expect you not to pitch an entire game no matter what? I mean, there's still some unicorns. Uh, Max Scherzer has actually been very durable and kind of pitches long into games. Uh, Verlander just had TJ. I actually think that maybe he would have been taken out early in this situation because he just had TJ. Yeah, like, right? I, don't, like, I don't know. But he also had it. a longer spring. And uh, so this this game for Kershaw came after he pitched 11 innings in the spring. Yeah. So and, and, and also Kershaw left. The last time we saw Kershaw, he was hugging his elbow and everyone thought he was going to get Tommy John. I mean, that, that's literally the last time we saw him in the playoffs. He did not pitch after that. And I thought he was going to have Tommy John. But here he is back again. So I don't think you'd say, oh, that guy that the last time we saw him was going to get Tommy John. Let's make sure he goes nine innings and throws 130 pitches. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> no, then so, you get killed for that. You can't yeah, win. so it's specifically, specifically about Kershaw. But also there is a little taste of like the general trends in baseball there. You think, uh, I know the agents don't want to hear it, but if if... if Starting pitchers make so much money, but if your job load is less, I mean, you're already pitching. You work every few days. You play golf on the. I mean, it's it to me, it's the greatest job in the entire world. It's pretty good. But theoretically, like salary should go down. No, like if if you're pitching less, less work, uh, much less expected from you. But there's mm-hmm. no way they're going to allow. I mean, they look baseball has obviously screwed themselves with the the salaries the way they are. But there's no going back now, right? But if you're a starting pitcher, how do you make with a straight face an argument for? More money. Max Scherzer's $44 million a year. I um, mean... I, I do think that uh, teams have started to spend a little bit more on middle relievers, but, you know, giving a middle reliever three years and $12 million does not shift 
the financial situation of baseball. You know, right. like it does not make up if they do start paying starting pitchers less. But uh, generally, the way uh, baseball works is precedent. So they'll just look at the salary that the last guy had and want to beat it. So Gosh. Max Scherzer wanted the number, the number he got because he wanted to beat some number. You know, there's always, there's always like, I want the highest average annual salary in baseball, or I want the most years. Or it, it even works out and they're, it's baked into the sport because they had this thing called arbitration where right. they actually go in and they have to argue, well, I'm better than that guy. And that guy made, you know, 6 million in his arbitration case. So give me six and a half. I mean, that's like the basic underlying uh, thing that happens in arbitration. So it's built into everything. Thing. So there's, it's. I don't think salaries will ever go backwards, and it's not the fault of no. you know ticket. It's not linked to ticket prices. It's not the ticket prices are all about you as a as a fan. They've optimized you. They figured out how much you will spend, and they will make you spend the absolute most. And that has <laughs> nothing to do with how much they spend on Max Scherzer. By the way, just for my own personal minor league game, taking the kids financially, how's that? Like you get food, drinks, everything. It's like oh. Yeah, tickets were about uh, 30, 35 bucks a pop, uh, which might be a little bit more than you expect. But, uh, you know, college games are already sort of 15, 20. So, you know, and it, it was a better experience. Uh, beers were half price. They struck out the beer batter. So we got beers uh, at half price. So I, I basically bought, uh, I think I had three beers for $15. Dang. And taco right. plates were six bucks and they were really good taco plates. There was a bouncy house for the kids. Like, you know, it was. It was pretty ideal. I mean, we got out of there Perfect. for, you know, like 200 bucks. It's very different going to a Giants game. I can't even. Yeah, well, and then, you know, Yankees. Yankees Mets, by the way. They're doing something. Something's happening. I don't want to jinx it, obviously, but. <laughs> I will. I don't believe in I those things. <laughs> is something, like, is this going to be something as we head into the season? Like, can they sustain this to the point where we get some sort of sexy New York World Series out of it? Yeah, I mean, I think so. They're they're both in first place for the first time since 1986, and uh, they both have teams that are projected to remain there in terms of you know the end of season wins. Uh, the Yankees with 95, just short of the Dodgers. That's projections from Fangraphs. Mets with 93, so right there. And the uh, Mets would have to beat the Dodgers, and the Yankees would have to beat the Blue Jays if if it's chalk, right? Okay. Uh, so, I mean, those are some ifs. But, you know, one thing that's interesting to me is I think that, you know, those teams in particular being at the top of the game, that's good for, for baseball in terms of the, the, the big media markets. But would a Yankees-Mets series be great? Because then it's just hmm. one media market. That's a great point. I mean, you know, Yankees are like the Lakers of everything. So obviously right. eyes from around the country for around the world, you know, good or bad reason. Yeah. Like they're, oh, I'm a Yankees fan. OK, sure. Whatever. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I'm speaking from a completely like I just love the city and I know how much fun it would be. But yeah, I'm in Texas now. So I don't know. You're right. I don't know how many people here would be like, can't wait to watch Yankees Mets. Right. You, know, exactly. you know what? Yes, I'm selfish. Okay, so I was asking that from a very selfish <laughs> perspective. I think it would be fun um, to watch. Just all New York all the time. Yeah, they're great teams, great. though. I mean, they're great teams. They, they're they on TV because they are big media markets. So people know who Aaron Judge is. People know who Max Scherzer is. You know, people know who Francisco Lindor is. So I, mean, I think it would be a net positive uh, for baseball. But it is interesting to think that, like, maybe most of the country would be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I, well, yeah, elite. I don't want to watch some. I want New York City. I don't want to watch that. That's, that's yeah. awful. Uh, it's fine. Then what about the Angels? Are do have they done anything? Have they done enough this year? By the way, the only baseball game I've seen live in the last two years was Angels at Astros, and I went because I I wanted to see Otani 
a lot, like right in front of me once, just, you know, and just in case, I don't know when else I'd be able to go. And it was, it's what I wanted. I, I was so happy I went. He is a unicorn. Do they have any chance of doing anything so that the rest of the world can enjoy that? I think so. I mean, the projections are not as excited about them. Say they'll end up with 86 wings and in expanded playoffs that, you know, probably gets them right on the cusp of making it as one of the wild cards. But the reason that I'm excited about them is that their pitching so far has been good. And that's been really the problem for them for so long. They've had Trout. They've had Otani. Otani is now himself probably a top 10 pitcher in the league. That's crazy. But it's great even to have guys behind him. Cindergaard, Patrick Sandoval's this young guy who's really emerging right now. Michael Lorenzen's fine. And they've got a couple other guys behind him, so they have some depth. But this is the best, I would say, bullpen and uh, starting staff that they've had around Mike Trout. And so, you know, I think it's interesting because, you know, he wins the MVP and there's always this argument, well, how can he win the MVP when he never makes it to the playoffs? And Right. I'm like, can he pitch? Well, now Otani wins the MVP, and you can say, can he pitch? Yes, he can pitch. Yeah, he can do everything. Perfect. So, uh, you know, I, I think it would be really exciting to to see somebody like Otani in the playoffs, and uh, you know, he got a little bit of that in the in the All Star game last year. But uh, with the stakes, you know, with this with everything on the line, I think it'd be really great. Also, Mike Trout deserves. You know, Barry Bonds. They used to always say Barry Bonds is great, but he's never been good in the postseason. And then he had a couple like amazing postseason runs. Where you're like, <laughs> oh, you just didn't give enough chances, you know? Like, you know, you just need to give him a chance. So I think if you give Mike Trout another chance of the postseason, he's going to be good. I mean, he's Mike Trout. So no, that's the thing about Mike Trout. I feel like Mike Trout is like almost like a ghost to, to a lot of people. We know the name. We know he's amazing. We know he's highly paid. Like we know he's a big name, right? But I don't think most people have ever even really seen him. Uh, I don't. I think you know if he walked into a restaurant, I don't. I don't think people would necessarily know. It's kind of a crazy. It's almost like he has the best of both worlds. Like, I think that's the best way to be like a big famous sports person is that not everyone is necessarily aware that you're there, but you still get to be Mike Trout. And it would be nice though to see. By the way, I just described Middle America's worst nightmare: L.A., New York. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just really. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind. I, I don't mind it. I like it. Um, okay, so Paige, Paige is coming on here in a minute. We're gonna take a break because we're gonna play Would You Rather, and I just want to warn everyone that this came from her brain and Q's brain. So we're in for something. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, we're back. And we're, we're going to play a game of Would You Rather. Would you and, rather? And, you know, I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll start off with some baseball ones and then we'll maybe get a little spicy. But to kick it off... Here is our first. Would you rather have Fernando Tatis Jr. or Mike Trout on your team? Oh, you know, go. This is a good one for you. Look I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Really? Because of age. 
I am so Aww. sorry. My ch- I know this is terrible, a terrible thing to say because, uh, not, uh, you know, this is not a large age. Like 30 is not old, but it is <laughs> baseball old. I am so sorry. Uh, 26 is the peak age in baseball. Uh, and Fernando Tatis is still on the right side of that number. So I'm going to take him for the rest of his career. I mean, it's also the right age for first wife territory, Paige. So you wanna, <laughs> you might want to get in on I'm that. I'm in second wife territory. <laughs> You're already in that's second wife it. window. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I feel bad for Mike Trout. Um, no, I don't, but it's still one of the best names. No, I'm going with you on that one. I have no opinion on that because I'm saving my good answers for what I see coming ahead. Uh. Ready? <laughs> okay, ready? all right. <laughs> all right, here's our second one. Uh, we'll start with Beads. Beads, would you rather win a game in a walk-off homer or a 10-run blowout? Oh, walk-off homer all day, every day. Like, that's just, that's where, that's, isn't that what kids dream of? Like, that's when you're playing sports when you're growing up. Like, these are the moments that you envision. Yeah, walk-off homer. 10-run blowout and everybody's bored. What right? if it's like the World Series? You still want to, you don't want that comfort? No, I still love, I mean, again, I'm, it's, I'm talking probably from an 89% fan brain, but yeah, I want it to be fun and exciting. I feel like you remember that better too. Even I would think as a player, like you're like, oh, I think we won that one by like 10 runs or holy shit, we won that one in a walk-off home and it was amazing. That's way better. I, I, I only have one thing to add and it's so nerdy and I'm so sorry. And <laughs> it doesn't change. It doesn't really change my answer as a person because I am a person. I'm not a robot. Nice. But the the ten run not yet. the ten not yet. <laughs> Thank you for that. The mm-hmm. ten run win is more predictive of future success. Oh, okay. Okay, but does that count for let's say it's the last game of the World Series? Does it no, count? No, no, it definitely doesn't season? count. Then, okay, so, and it okay, doesn't good. count against our emotions. Like obviously, the walk off is more emotional and fun, but it's everything. <laughs> like it's everything. A, it's like <laughs> if I was a general manager of that team. I want oh. the 10-1 win. Yeah, yeah. Because Yeah, if, I'm, if run... I'm in any, I want to own every team if I'm, yeah. Yeah. You're right. One you're right. one run wins are, that's the noise, that's noise. That's 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 the coin flip of baseball. You, if you were in a mm-hmm. lot of those, that's all luck and it's hard to, but if you win a lot of 10-run games, you're a really good team and you're oh, going to keep winning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That actually so, so far, sense. you know, it's really focused on longevity. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I could die tomorrow, so give me this one. (laughs) Yeah, give me the (laughs) one right (laughs) Perfect. This is actually perfect for both of us. Yep. (laughs) All right. This one is about going down in a blaze of glory. Would you rather get ejected for a foreign substance on your hand (laughs) or a crazy fight? Mm. Oh, you know, (laughs) there is no nerd thing to this. You have to just pick one. That's right. Well, the fight means like getting in a fight. So I'm going to actually uh, take the sticky stuff. Plus, uh, you know, there was one player that told me when I broke the sticky stuff story uh, that he used bong resin as his sticky bong stuff. Resin. So I would love to have some weird thing on my hand. So when I got caught, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was like- CBD oil boiled down with some bong resin and some Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's what I had Wait. in my hand. Hold on. So like the sticky cocktail? substance, because we were having a fight before you came on. I was being inappropriate about what the sticky substance could be. <laughs> but are you saying there's not like a textbook sticky subject? Like there could no, be all kinds of stuff. No, people had their like- own cocktails. I told you, Paige. I told you it was otter <laughs> semen. You don't listen otter to me when I say that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've been saying it since day one. What? That is awesome. I like this- that one. <laughs> I love this. So I'm picturing these really wealthy dudes with like their friends at their, ho- their multi-million dollar houses 
mixing things up, trying to figure out what's sticky, what can I get away with? This is awesome. Yeah, and then they've got their, it's all, it's partially because the machines too, they're pitching in front of the machines, right? So you you try some different stuff, put it together, and then you pitch, oh, I got 200, I got plus 200 RPM on that one. Oh, but that's I awesome. boiled down some Sprite and added it, and now I got plus 250, <laughs> you know? So that's literally how that whole thing happened. This is awesome. This should be its own show. Like just coming up with the perfect <laughs> sticky substance. Now. Okay, well, I was going to say fight, but I didn't realize I could be like a chemistry major and do the other one. So I'm going to go for substance as well. This is awesome. Change my own mind. All, All right. right. Wow, All right. we're learning a lot about each other. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> All right. You know, would you rather break the single season home run record or have the all-time base stealing record? Ooh, that was kind of fun. You know, there are fewer and fewer stolen bases every year, and Ricky Henderson is so damn cool. I would love to take that record from him. <laughs> I could then say, I, today I am the greatest. <laughs> God. You, literally, you, you literally stole my exact answer. Oh, I was no. like, I was like, I want to be, I want to be in the same conversation as Ricky Henderson. A, yeah. B, so many people hit home runs all the time. But uh -huh. Stealing bases is such a lost, like it's such a, it rarely happens to the point where I get excited about it. So I'm it's with sexy. you on that one. It's cool. Yeah. And it's and like you like I love it trying to explain to the kids like he stole that base and they're like, what? He stole it? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's you no, know, it's fine. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Why do you say he stole it? Well, I love right. that. No, I think I know. Why, Paige, what would you do? Because I feel like that one's um I, I agree. I would like to be in there forever, all time. Right. But and you're I so like, fast. I like... But theoretically, the single so season all home run record, you'd be in there for all time too. That's true. You'd be in the books. But I like the idea that like I'm so fast and so sly and so sneaky. Because <laughs> the other one is like, yeah, I can hit home runs. But so can a bunch of other people. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, stealing bases feels more like a like a a real yeah. skill. Mm -hmm. uh, that feels... That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. But I, let Paige say it. So if you have any tweets, Sneaky. go at her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me. Okay. Uh Beads, would you rather eat only hot dogs at games or only drink beer? Oh, this one's too easy. I don't. I don't like beer. So for me, it's and I also love hot dogs. So I'm gonna eat a thousand hot dogs at a game. Hot dog summer. Yeah, I'm gonna change them up. I'm gonna add things. It's gonna be fantastic. Easy. I, what if that's like wine? I don't know. What do you drink at baseball? Oh, games? if Ranch it's water? wine, let's make depends it. Depends. No, it actually depends on the um, ranch water. <laughs> depends on the stadium. Some some of those stadiums have like uh, like little wine places where it's really good wine. Yeah. Um, last time I had these vodka lemonades that were actually kind of delicious okay mm. see now we're back all right now i'm yeah, back to back, the alcohol uh, i'm gonna go <laughs> okay if it's wine <laughs> if it's good wine yeah then i'd probably just drink all the wine but i do all love right. hot dogs damn it you know i'm also a hot dog girl i get it you know what do you have to say here i have quit so many eating things so that i can continue <laughs> to drink as much beer as i want to <laughs> My i've quit cheese i've quit what? dessert i've quit chips Chips? What? Like, as in you don't eat them at all? Or just at the game? I mean, sometimes Saturday night. <laughs> just That's to drink indulgent? beer? 
<laughs> just oh, drink beer no. yeah man i mean there's a lot of calories in beer <laughs> i run right. 20 miles a week now i run 20 miles a week for and the quit beer. all that stuff just it's all for the beer so <laughs> damn so i'll quit hot dogs for beer too if you make me <laughs> that was easy for him <laughs> that wow. was easy i'm already i'm already on this list <laughs> okay cheese dessert and chips no that's oof, no way i'm What's not the saying point? that like i will never have those things i am not like you know gabe kapler or something Right, but, but like still. you know, but I have mostly quit those things. Damn, that's admirable. All right, that's a that's a real love. That's Great segue love though. Okay. Great segue. Yeah. I'm gonna start with you. You know, would you rather be able to, quit to now? eat? <laughs> no, yeah, basically. No, no, no. Well, okay. Would you rather be able to eat anything you want and have it be perfect nutrition for you, so you don't really need to think about it, or? require one hour of sleep <gasps> per day and be fully rested. This is the hardest one, I think. Oh my it's, God. It's, it's impossible. Shout impossible. out to Reddit for this. Oh <laughs> my God, that is so hard. Impossible. My brain is broken. This oh. is the one that got me. I was like, I don't I know. I've got two little dogs that jump in the bed exactly. in the morning. I've got a 10 year old and a seven year old still wake me up. I am always tired. <laughs> I'm always tired, but I wouldn't have to quit all these things right. for my beer. Exactly, <laughs> I have could just eat all the cheese and everything. Oh God, I <laughs> you've broken me. We, we broke Eno. He's, want, he's gone. I want both of these things so bad. Why? So <laughs> I'm. You know, I could work out a lot more if I had the extra seven, eight hours a night. So. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll uh, take the the hour of sleep. Oh, uh, honestly, this was this is how I'm justifying because I'm with you. I have a he's staring at me right now while his eyes are closed, sitting up. Poog <laughs> wakes me up at five five thirty every morning for for God knows what reason, and then I can't go back to sleep. So I'm averaging right, these days, yeah, like maybe two to three consecutive hours of sleep a night, which at my no. age especially, it's not happening. It's like skin droops, everything. I just age like in a year by oh, seven years. Yeah, sleep so, so And I've boring. been eating, what because here's the thing with that, and I think this all goes together. When you're tired, it's been proven, that's you when you more. start to eat like sugar. Like I eat sugar all the time. I never do. So for me, I've said out loud, I would kill someone to be able to just have two hours of sleep feel like eight. So so obviously I'm going with the sleep one because I'm already eating crap anyways. And like, yeah, I'm, am I where I want to be? No, but am I living? Yes. So I'm going go, to go with the sleep one. That one's tough though. That and now I want to purposes, That is a joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Legal purposes, she's not going to go I just said I would. Uh, <laughs> not that I have. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was tough. I'm going to ask everyone that today. That was a good one. I liked that one yeah. a lot. Um, okay, we got one more, and then we're going to take a, a break and come back for, I think, a Reddit classic, Would You Rather. So here's Reddit our classes. last one before the break. Would you rather climb the tallest mountain or travel to the bottom of the sea? Keep in mind, we know the tallest mountain people have been there. People know what's up. We've not been to the bottom of the sea. No. And I'm assuming if I pick the C one, it's stipulated that I do survive this excursion, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> not, okay. like, I feel like this is a bad. Oh, I'm going bottom of the sea. Look, at the, pro the only yeah. problem with the bottom of the sea is it's just going to be pitch black, but I can stay. I did it, which is kind of right. cool. So I'm taking that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like scuba diving. Uh, it, I think at that point, it, it becomes, it would be very scary, though. I mean, you have very all this scary. weight on your head. Like, it'd be, you'd be in some sort of, like, really contraption. Like, you couldn't even... You like couldn't a be rocket. in your body. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be in something. So, um, yeah, assuming I live, uh, I'll go down there. <laughs> also, uh, when you have kids, the weird, you know, the weirdest things, there are some really, really weird creatures down there. Just like, like prehistoric, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, strange. Like there's, there's like the, the fish with the light. You know, in I'm front in. of it. Yes. But then there's also like fish that look like blobs that are just like barely there. <laughs> and like uh, there's all sorts of weird stuff down there. I would love to it's see. It's like it. they haven't evolved at all. Like they're just sort mm. of what they were. And that's that was good enough. And they didn't need to do anything else. Like they didn't need. Because no one's been down there bugging them. No. It's kind of awesome to think there's an entire world down there. I mean, good for them. They've managed to avoid us. And I, for that, I give them all the kudos. Like, they're just living peacefully without us bothering them. And I, I bet one that. of those prehistoric fish has some great sticky stuff on its body. Oh, uh, there okay? you go. That's a callback. What if the secret to living forever is in one of those creatures? Uh, we just haven't figured it just out have yet. to eat the gross blobfish. Oh, I'd eat it in oh. a second. Is that another Perfect question? Would you eat a gross blobfish or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or one hour of sleep? Or one hour of sleep? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, sorry. Oh, so we're taking a quick break. Okay, quick break. Yep, quick break, quick and break. we'll come right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. We have uh, a real a real reddit classic would you rather i need to know the answer here uh this has been asked a million times on a million shows in a million places but not on this one and not with these people so here we go would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck you know let's hear your answer oh man i'm gonna go with the hundred wait the hundred duck-sized horses that's because ducks are sneaky gross and mean and i think they could do something with that bill and i think there's like a bunch of little horses like their their bites wouldn't even bother me you know like their their kicks wouldn't you know what but there's a hundred there's a hundred of them hundred anything is gonna be a hundred is enough to overwhelm you like you're on the ground like you can't get up are you just gonna like swat through them and just (laughs) yeah just kick just kick you You have no weapons hands only I, got, I don't I need got weapons, feet. Paige. Feet. Okay. Feet. Okay. All right. Okay. I put some big, oh, you have to put some nice big boots on so that you don't get all gross. But a hundred cockroaches is going to be an issue. Like a hundred anything <laughs> is, is a headache. I, I'm picking the one. Different? Yeah, so I'm picking the, the one, one horse sized duck. Um, a, like you can somehow, ta- like people tame horses, like 
whatever that means. Like um, I just feel like you can you just have just to concentrate on the give one. Give it a bunch of bread. Thing. Yeah, just something, have a, a right? Loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, can we Don't poison feed this ducks thing? Bread, to, like, we all know this, right? Don't feed ducks bread. Okay, but, but if I'm trying to kill it. But maybe it's the one. Yeah, maybe it's the, like, yeah. the horse-sized <laughs> duck. Unless it's this. Unless you've encountered a horse-sized duck. It's a horse-sized duck. Actually, I wouldn't want to kill it. Loaves of bread. Whatever he wants. And by the way, are we assuming these are all mean creatures? Like one horse-sized duck's mean? Yeah, they're trying to kill you. Okay, they're trying to kill me. Like robots. Okay, yeah, no, I'm horse-sized ducking it. I can do that. I can take one creature out. I don't know that I can take a hundred anythings out. I'm stumped. That's fair. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Eno. Eno. (laughs) Oh, this was super fun. I'm so like, I'm so glad. I knew we were gonna have you on again, and I was super excited about it. So I thank you so much for doing that. You broke my Um, brain a couple times. That's Paige. You can you can send her a sternly worded email afterwards. Um, by the way, remember voicemails, texts, all that stuff, 631-397-0403. This has been a blast. Um, Yeah. Have a great weekend. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Does that sound good? Paige is broken too. Bye. Yay, bye. Mm -hmm.